0: Do
1: you,
0: do you remember how to do this? What? Oh, uh, to do a podcast. now? <laughs> I remember how to talk, but that's about it. Well, look at you because I forgot. Like I've been like a a monk for a year. I don't remember how to talk. Oh, I know. It's
1: I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna put my pop shield on. It's yeah. See, it's full of dust. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> We're live, by
0: the way, man. Um, I'm not going to edit. Oh, I'm that's not going to edit a lot of this. And and I don't even know if we're going to put music in the, in the top. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> let's see. We might do half an hour. We might do two hours. I don't know. Depends. I have no yeah, notes. We're, we're the Didn't anything. Like, uh, like I told you last week, I'm like, let's just do one and see what happens. <laughs> yes. Yeah. There's so much to talk about, and then at the same time, so little. No, it's not true. So, guys, we haven't seen each other for a year. No. Not even like this, I don't think. Which... (laughs) Let alone in the flesh. Well, in the flesh. We've had... I've read... uh, There was... What was it? I think it was University of Oxford or something. They tried to do this comparison of lockdowns. You know, like, lockdowns meant everything and nothing depending on which country you were in. You know, some people say, oh, it's very hard here. And I could see them going out dinners. And I was like, "Uh, what? (laughs) And they said that... They, 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 they found it stringency, I, I guess they called it, like a factor of stringency. They said the UK was the highest and longest in the world. I don't know if that's true because, of course, everybody will feel that their own version was tougher because we only experienced one, not many at the same time. But it was, uh, yeah, I mean, but... I can believe we, that. i got to... It's horrible to say this, but I gotta get used to it, right? We we, we normalize this kind of stuff. Right? We say, at the first, you know, last year was like, whoa, nobody in the streets and now, you are like well, yeah, we're home. And maybe for you and me it was easier, right? Because I mean easier as in because we're only we'd never been to an office for so long.
1: Yeah. Well I think that's a big part of it. I think there's I've talked to a lot of people who, who struggled that that were regular office yeah. dwellers. And that was taken away from them, and they're suddenly at home. <laughs> <laughs> and that was uh, that took a lot of adjusting. I think I think it I think it really upset a lot yeah, of people. But yes, for you and I, life wasn't that
0: much. Today. No, I mean a bit. I mean you were the the, the funny bit is that last year when uh, we recorded a few, but you were already on a, on a personal break, which meant you were already not very much. This is what guys remember. I had guests, and then also did the monologues. <laughs> and, uh, Oh, great. thank you. Uh, and and then, well, then the break became a break because at first I said, yeah, well, there's a lockdown and we don't know what's going to happen. So I'm going to take three months just to, you know, just to kind of not do anything. And then six and then 12. And there we are. We haven't done an episode in a year for you a bit yeah. more, actually.
1: I remember we're talking about it when travel dried up and we just thought we could do this. We could talk about the impact of COVID on the, on the travel world and the airline sector. But then I think we both agreed it would just be like a, a like a eulogy. Yeah. And, and we didn't want to be sort of, oh, remember the good old <laughs> days and all of that. I, you know, for- it di- I mean, that would sustain an episode maybe, but then it's just yeah, like, self flat. Yeah, and also it would
0: be about just talking about bad news on and on. And at the end of the day, we've yeah. always thought ourselves as a bit of an entertainment show. I mean, of course, we talk about serious stuff, especially me, because I, I know I can get into these... Professoral tone and going like lectures about what the world should be. But I was like, you know, and, and, and like, we, like what you just said about the fact that we got used to being at home easier than others. And you're like, I'm not going to talk to people that are losing their jobs that, yeah, well, it's fine. Because exactly. frankly, especially the first lockdowns so for us in the UK was March to, let's say, May, June last year. I kind of enjoyed it at the beginning. Of course, it was kind of for work. I don't know where I was going, trying to find clients, whatever. You know, the whole thing was tough, but... There was no one in the streets, there was no planes in the sky, it was very quiet. The weather was actually also fabulous, and it was like, I kind of enjoyed it. Like, I can already feel that some people here are saying, Paul, just go on an island and leave us alone with your
1: lockdown. <laughs> but, but No, I think a lot of people felt that. I, that's, I felt the same way for that, that period when the weather was so nice, and you sort of go, well, works. nothing, nothing is going to happen work-wise, and this will all be over by the summer. <laughs> and so there was that sort of balance of no uh, or less obligations or different obligations, yeah. and then that optimism of, oh, well, it'll be fine. And maybe we'll learn, have learned a lesson <laughs> or two. And then
0: I, I think, I think the one thing, <laughs> okay. one thing we learned is that uh, everything we think goes quickly takes a long time. I mean, we're still in it yeah. in a way, right? In 2021, could be actually even worse, depending on where you are, right? Currently, if you're in India, yeah. for instance, not great. Um, oh, no, no. But also that. I know I'm gonna self-qualify both of us as smart people when I say that. So sorry for the bragging, but I think if someone hasn't changed ten times their minds in the past year, there's something wrong. Because I thought, you know, at first, like, yeah, it's gonna take like six months, and I mean we all said, you know, we knew recovery 2023, four, whatever, which is still on track, basically. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we learned we're going live. with all the new stuff, like, oh, there's a virus, oh, there's a variant, oh, this works, this doesn't, we should do this, we should put the kids to school, not to school, and and it's so hard, and that's also the other thing why I didn't kind of want to record, because the noise level around us, as in maybe not us, because we're not a lot on social media, but was so high, and I was like, I don't want to get into debates and and get people saying, no, this is bad, like, whatever,
1: but yeah, that... Yeah, there was and there was so much speculation and so much armchair, you know, <laughs> just prophetizing if you will. Uh just people just trying to predict the future and it wasn't going to happen and then it all got exhausting because you would find something that aligned with your own hopes yeah. and you would you would you would hang everything on that and then of course inevitably it would turn out to be, you know, no, which is which is and very human is it, and understandable. I understand that if you, of
0: course, you need if you don't have, especially for those who lost their jobs or companies, or uh, of course you want to believe that your framework is a correct one and this will be over. And I think actually some governments here in the UK, I, I truly think, truly think that they thought it would be over in three months. That what I what I was more pissed off about for a while was people that kept saying it's over. <laughs> And every time we were slapped in the face and they never changed their minds, I'm like... Uh, and even, you know, sometimes deleted their past tweets and past articles just mm-hmm. to kind of reiterate the same thing. And I was like... It, and I, I don't think the story is, is written. I don't think we will... I'm might even not even sure we'll ever know what was the best course of action to have done. I think, obviously, lockdowns did work because when you put everyone at home, well, of course, the virus subsides. Yep. I called it in... A, I want to thank the guys at a Fly... So, what's Seat 1A? Fly Seat 1A, is it? When they got me, I called it a forest fire. So, of course, when you put the wood in the house, well, there's no forest fire. And yeah. But I don't think the story has been fully written. We don't know. There's been so many... Different behaviors. We've seen countries do totally different things, and it worked in some
1: countries. Didn't work, or it worked for a while and didn't work. It was it's really hard, right? So it is hard, and it's been really interesting. I mean, we for the first for for most of 2020, we all looked to Asia, (laughs) and and and, uh, uh, Oshinia just sort of said, "Oh, they're they're just they're I'm so envious. Mm -hmm. They're nailing it. it. Looks like they're all going about their lives, and now they're sort of all glancing at us, going." They're they're smashing this vaccine. I, stuff, I know that this is
0: there's a disconnect. This is those interesting. Two. I, I thought about it a few months ago. I was like, is it because since it didn't have it as bad as we did? When I say we, is of course Europe and the US and a few other countries. Maybe the sense of urgency to get the vaccine is not as high because they kind of weather this. I mean, we see people going in, you know, concerts in Australia or events in Japan yeah. and so on and so forth. So maybe the sense of urgency is not the same. So suddenly, yeah, we have no choice but to put a vaccine in everybody's arm because that's our way out. Whereas in Asia, they can probably wait a little bit longer. I don't think it, I'm not sure it's a great strategy, yeah. however, because at some point, well,
1: the world still has to open up, right? But, but, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, that's the key. That's the key, and I, that, that's talking to friends in Australia saying, yeah, life is normal, life is good if you have no need or desire to leave yeah. Australia. And that, as you say, that, that won't last forever. No. But you remember how for many 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 remember reasons. how we were
0: both saying what Australia is saying they're going to stay closed until December 2020. Are they mad? And now we're like in April 2021. That's not possible. That's <laughs> and never. We're all, work. we're all basically fools. We all basically still uh, like stuck. But yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah. And Australia was a kind of weird case because they made it also very hard for some Australians stranded abroad to to come back because they were so. Strict. Yeah. I mean, we kind of know that because every try, every time you t- try to bring an apple in, into Sydney Airport, they basically arrest you. Oh. No, I'm kidding, not arrest you. You know what I mean? So. I
1: it's not that far <laughs> off. They'll, they'll make you feel pretty horrendous about it, and they can find you pretty pretty hefty amounts. But yeah,
0: I mean, I, I sh- guys, I didn't take any notes, so I don't have. All the comments that you've sent us throughout this past more than 12 months now. And, I mean, you've the great support from a lot of people. And I will do that in forthcoming episodes. By the way, to set expectations, we're not going to prom- promise an episode every two weeks or whatever. I don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to chat when we want to chat. And that's about it. Probably maybe invite some people because some people are stuck yeah. at home anyway as well. So it might be easy to get on a podcast. This <laughs> is true. But... Yeah, we had a lot, and and some of those were people, Ben, I'm thinking like in Australia, and some people were in the US, some people were in Asia, they were all over the world, and the experiences were all so different, at the same time, so common. I think it's the first true global event, as in, like, really everybody felt kind of it, as in, you know, you think about when we talk airlines, 9-11, of course, we all felt security, but the risk of terrorism at airports was not... The same in every country. This one is yeah. truly global. I, I, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can talk to any any person in the world, and they will have a shared experience. They'll have, you know, a, a COVID experience. Yeah. Now, you're right. I don't. There's not much that we've we've all experienced. Um, you know, even things like global wars. You know, there are some regions of the world that were relatively unaffected yeah. by those. This, I don't think anybody's escaped it at least tangentially. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, one of the reasons I wanted, and I said,
0: that no, is let's do one, is that, I mean, obviously we're in the UK, we're, meaning the vaccine campaign is doing pretty well here. That's one thing we did right, yeah. because obviously the rest was kind of catastrophic. I mean, it's not been a great yeah, look was- for the Western world. I don't like that term, but you know what I mean, uh, the, the past 12 months. but So, of course, we kind of have this feeling, cautious feeling of it's getting better, because mm-hmm. We just had a second, I mean, depending how you count lockdowns, but pure lockdown, it's a second big one. We had, it's the fourth, depending on how you count. But at the end of the day, it's a big one. We started like in December. We're finally slowly getting out of it. The vaccine is, seems to be working. We had the data there from Israel, for instance. It looks good. So obviously there's a feeling yeah. for me that there's some light at the end of the tunnel. It doesn't mean that the light is tomorrow. <laughs> But especially depending on where you want to travel. For instance, for us, traveling in, I mean, we're a very strict travel ban in the UK. Uh, Not as strict probably as Australia, but very strict travel ban. We need to provide a form if you want to leave the country with proof of why you leave in the country and then you have to quarantine yes, a-
1: <laughs> which I've done. Yeah, you
0: I'll ask you because uh yeah, I I, th- That's interesting. I think I think we need to assess that to, to address that. I haven't set foot in an airport since February 21, I think it was last year when I came back from Dubai and I knew that would be the case. I'm not planning to travel actually probably not in 2021 unless perhaps Japan opens. Well, that will be for later. We'll see if they <laughs> freaking open. Uh, um, but yeah, you've, you've. I know you've traveled, so I am going to ask you because I am very interested. I've, I want to, I want to um, tell Sharon and. Uh, ronaldo two friends i had interviewed two friends that were traveling during the pandemic because i was thinking back six months ago more than that actually it was june last year that i would do another episode and i never did which means that i have this unused interviews that i might just put out at some point and so i had like i learned about experiences how it is to travel and from other friends like you you probably have other friends that have traveled uh, but yeah, you've done it. So um, I, I'm very curious. I've been invited a few times to to travel, but obviously the the rules in the UK that sometimes, it's, it's a bit, the words in the UK guys are a bit weird, but um, you have hotel quarantine and permanent return that you have to pay yourself for. So I'm like, this blocks yeah. a lot of destination. And then you, the self-quarantine, meaning quarantining at home is fine for us again, because we, we, I mean, we work from home, so if I had to be stuck for ten days at home, I'll be fine with it. Uh, there's the test that you need to pay for, but I mean, I, I, I mean, this is expensive. If you wanted to just take a stroll, and you used to pay fifty bucks with you know EasyJet because the tests are still expensive, but I would have done that. But they are very expensive. The thing that is that was difficult for me is the. Unknown of the rules changing, like a country could be added to a list or another list, and you're like, okay. So by the time I depart, I'm fine. And when I return, oh, you need to go
1: to a hotel. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> yes, that that has caught a lot of people out, especially with the uh, with India. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, the rule. Yeah. So yeah, but, but so
0: since we're here, I mean, I, I don't have any notes or any threads. So I'm. Just, you did some travels last year. I think you went to the US a few times. Of course, the rules yes. were different back then. Uh, the UK was very late in declaring some sort of travel restriction it was very open for a very long time which caused a lot of controversy again here science will tell us one day what was a good action but i mean you know whatever um so tell us what, what was maybe the first one you did i think you was it boston
1: or california you went or something yeah, Boston. Uh, and I've only been able to travel to the US. Uh, I've only traveled once during the uh, this latest travel restriction, and that's an interesting experience. No, twice. Um, but looking back and comparing kind of at a, at a macro level, the thing that struck me other than the the sort of the practical elements of how airline travel is different, which I'll come on to in a second, is even if the rules are clearly laid out, the application of those rules varies <laughs> wildly well, from trip to trip airport to airport day-to-day. i would i would i would I, add i'm sorry I,
0: to interrupt i would add however you just said yeah. clearly laid out sometimes i was reading the rules five times like um is that it's still very open to interpretation to what it actually means at times uh, but uh, go on sorry yeah so, but- and
1: the, the the conclusion that i've drawn from that is i, I, I absolutely agree with you and b I think it feels much more of a of a deterrent than a prohibitive. Yeah. Oh measure. man, I so agree. I'm I'm so glad that somebody else sees that. I was telling all my friends. It's a
0: signal. It's to tell people do not travel. But it's not impossible to travel. We've seen a lot of people, and pre- especially, Correct. I guess, in our. Av geek. world there's been people traveling. I kept telling them, "Guys, you're not the uh, standard." You know, the, there's most, most people do not travel. Yeah. It doesn't mean it was impossible. But I think you're right. I think it was a a lot of it was a signal just to basically deter people from traveling. And and yeah, exactly. That was I'm so so happy that you see that
1: as well. <laughs> it it definitely you know the the the, the I you know I, I'm I am a rule follower. And so I studied those rules both for the U.S. and the U.K. and read a lot of articles interpreting those rules. And I think what this, looking back now, having done this, you know, a handful of times, the strategy seems to have been: let's make this as expensive and faffy as possible faffy. to put <laughs> off ninety-five percent of of anybody considering leisure travel. Yeah. And you know, for business, the business people or people working like I was. Uh, it's, it's a means to an end and you're going to, maybe somebody else will be paying for it. But uh, though, though, the, I, I, the, the cost. I mean, I'm
0: sure because everybody who's been listening to this show knows, but in the meantime, man, I've looked at the start this morning, we gained so many, so many listeners. I don't know, maybe it's the first time they they hear us and a new episode. Uh, you have an American citizenship. We all, which of course helped yeah. you
1: enter. I would not have been able to enter the US for the best. Well, past- you know, what's super interesting about that? I had the same I had the same understanding. Yes, I do. I'm a dual citizen, which which made getting into the US, and that's something, I need a little tidbit I need to share towards the end of this, uh, re- relatively, and I use that word purposefully, relatively straightforward. The The travel ban from the US, which includes all EU member states and the UK, which we were and then we're not. That's <laughs> another uh, thing that happened. Of this, uh, yeah um means that if you come from on a flight from one of those countries you are not allowed to enter however if you are a british citizen and you fly to turkey yeah. and then you jump on a turkish airlines flight yeah. to san francisco you can Yeah, enemy. I mean I've seen that
0: I've seen friends doing that so via Dubai. So Dubai currently for the UK is very bad because it's on the red list, meaning that anything that comes from Dubai, and I think Doha as well, so poor Qatar was Emirates, you have to go to a hotel quarantine. That's the definition of red list in the UK currently. That's We're talking here about 2021 rules. However, like you said, if I had gone to Dubai and then take, taken Dubai to New York, I would have been let in. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> which
1: seems slight. I mean, because we we've we've come to understand a little better the incubation period for COVID and the potency of the transmission during you know ex- after mm-hmm. exposure and during contraction. So that that workaround is dangerous, and it seems slightly. But then again, don't you think? But it's I, there, and it hasn't been hasn't been legislated. I, I agree. Look for. <sighs>
0: One of the other reasons I didn't want to record is for a while I was like maybe too stringent on the rules because I'm a rule follower. I was born in Switzerland, you know, that's almost a cliche. People in Switzerland like follow the (laughs) rules, right? But like in the same breath, what you just said about it being a signal or deterrent, that's how you called it. um, The numbers are so low anyway, as in there's so many, so sorry, so few people that would use a loophole, if we call it a loophole like that, Mm. that does it actually truly matter? I mean... It's easier to say that now, in retrospect, because we've been able in the UK and in the US is currently going okay. I mean, there's a race between a variant and a vaccine, but the vaccine is also going pretty well in the US. So in the insight, it's easier to say, but these little numbers of people that were taking these routes were already exceptions. You and me were known to do this. So maybe on the grand scheme of things, even though, of course, the virus was going around maybe it wasn't that big of a deal i don't know I man you're right right on a pure stringent level i would say yeah i mean it is stupid because even currently i mean somebody from india i mean maybe india now is being blocked by every country but could theoretically travel to a place where they can land in the us in the uk in europe etc etc by doing like two layovers yeah
1: no it's it that that was that's what was so interesting and I think so I in the last whatever 18 months for 14 15 16 months I've been to New York Boston San Francisco and LA mm-hmm. um and more than once to most of them and the experiences have been uh completely different each time which doesn't make it even if the rules were the same do you think even if I was traveling within the same period and the rules were the same for both countries, the process was different every single time for exit and entry to both countries <laughs> and it all depended on the day, not not necessarily the route because I are flown the same route, and the, <laughs> the, the procedure was different, which is confounding to me. I think the first time I flew to New York. Um, I just getting into the U S as you get off the airplane, uh, there in the, uh, jet bridge, in the jet bridge, there were CDC reps in full PPE, taking temperature, your temperature, looking at your negative COVID test, making sure that, and not just glancing at it to see that it said negative matching it against your passport and this, um, uh, uh, letter that you, or declaration that you okay. had to fill out, which was, you know, have you had ever COVID? Have you had any of these symptoms? And then when you, you had to declare what you were going to do when you got to New York state, if you were transiting, you were fine. If you were staying, you had to quarantine, you couldn't leave. And they had the army in arrivals, Shit. checking <laughs> that form and saying, what are you going to do? Uh, you know, where are you going to go? And if you're, you know, they would go, they were all very friendly, by, by contrast, in San Francisco recently, this year, I walked off the airplane, not a soul. I didn't talk to a single person, I didn't have to show any paperwork, no negative COVID test. When I got to immigration, the U.S. have a new system now. I didn't even have to show my passport it's all facial recognition. It took without exaggeration, 30 seconds. I didn't talk to a single person. They didn't look at any paperwork. And I'm like, well, well that's the future. Then again, I mean, this
0: is probably the one thing that's one of the things that's been accelerated at airports and entry. I, I will do since I haven't traveled for forthcoming episodes. I will do. Uh, I, I'm like you. I don't like nostalgia. I don't like looking at a past. I don't think there's a yes. back button when people say, "Let's have normalcy back." There's no back. We get something new. It's. Not, I hate the term "new normal" because this is also BS. It sells consulting hours mm. and books, right? But uh, it's the one. The, and so I, I will discuss these travels. I stopped when I was in New York. So going to with a Singapore Airlines, this huge flight to Singapore and then staying in Singapore less than 24 hours, going to Hong Kong and first class, both in Singapore and Catholic Pacific and all this. And one was actually in Dubai and they had this. They had this system already of biometric entry into the country where you basically just walk and there's no prerequisite to pre, uh, how do you call that, to pre-match your passport in you know, a website when you're about to travel. And this was, it looked, like the future a year ago, <laughs> now it looks like yeah. something that probably will be implemented, but sorry, i interrupted your your story um
1: no 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 you're you, actually it it's a it's a it's an important point because you're right, I think it has accelerated so much mm-hmm. of this uh this uh, uh weaponization of technology and just the broad application of it b a and American are both using this app called verifly mm-hmm. which takes the pain out of because there is there's so many pieces of paper that you have to produce and sometimes you're asked for them sometimes you're not you you bring all of them with you negative covid tests proof of booking your 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 day two and day eight covid tests Mm -hmm. here the is it the cdc or department of state declaration that you don't have covid that no one ever asks you for (laughs) the verify app you put in your flight details. You put in your passport information. You take a picture of your yeah. You upload stuff. Which That's is then, what I heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's then manually verified and sent back. And once you've ticked all the boxes for the uh, re- required by the country that you're going to, it generates a QR code and your picture and a and a green border. And when you check in, you just show it to the person, and they go. I don't need to see anything else. You're good to go. You don't need any paperwork. I don't need to see anything. You're fine. They just scan it same at boarding. You know. But that's that's sorry, that's the airline. That's not the country. It's both. Okay. Uh it's and I think they're starting to do this sort of data sharing. BA American, a few others have have, have done it which has removed the friction from this process. Oh, it's something that we've been yeah. talking forever. about in the in the industry <laughs> yes, forever. I know. And it's it, it, because you, you now have to arrive at the airport like my mother does with a whole binder of paperwork <laughs> that no one is ever going to care about. But, but actually, you never know when they say, Oh, yeah, I need to see your, because the process now, again, changing depending on, even changing depending on terminal <laughs> to get sense. to a check in desk, makes you have to show a negative COVID yeah. test in T2 at Heathrow. But then at the first wing in, in, at T5, you just waltz straight in, you know?
0: Maybe, is it is it because it's more integrated, because only A and B A that fly from... So, for those who don't live in the UK... And
1: Qatar, and Jal... Yeah,
0: but they're Bell. all one world, um... By the way, we should talk Correct. about alliances because I think that's an interesting thing. We thought they were dead, and probably they mm-hmm. will be reborn, in like the phoenix. Oh, um, sure. Because T two for those who don't live uh, in the UK or haven't followed T two at Heathrow is the so the only two terminals open. They'll reopen Terminal Three soon, but T two has everything, and T five is at first was B N A A, and they added uh, the rest of One World, which probably means it may be more integrated. Whereas T two is a free for all. Um, I don't know. Maybe that explains why there's so much difference. I don't know. I mean, I'm just making shit up
1: right right now. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I think that's that's very possible. And I think because because the rules or at least the procedures have been so fluid, sort of at a, at a governmental level. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. Each airline having to go, okay, well, now how does this apply to us? Uh, changing their procedures and then communicating those yeah. procedures to the to 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 staff in the airport. Yeah. It's always going to take some time to to get adoption, but it's it Makes that for sense. me was the. the
0: it was yeah, already the road. Yeah. I mean, IATA was working on the, their thing, so I haven't worked with IATA by the way, full disclosure for the past year, but uh, on their thing called One ID, which was this idea of idea, not idea, this idea of putting all the documents on digital, so including your passport, so basically what you're just describing right here, and this is actually the foundation of their travel pass, which is one of the competing standards to find a Common global standard because that's the other problem is like you've had these experiences between the UK and the US with BA and AA, but then what about Emirates and what about Cathay and what about I don't know JAL and yeah. what about uh, vir- Virgin Australia? I mean they only do domestic now, but yeah. because basically dead. So and the the idea is that is to say okay, let's put one app where you get. Your passport, I mean, at least your proof that it's you, Alex, or me, Paul, and that you've had your COVID test or whatever requirements with lateral flow PCR, eighty yeah. percent, whatever <laughs> the things, because that's the other thing, yeah. and 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 everything in one place that is isn't accepted. I think more than thirty airlines have already tried, uh, sorry, trialed and are trialing. Sorry, the Dyad travel pass, Singapore uh, Airlines, and Singapore the government are making it a standard. Um, So that would be one of the ways. And it would be easier for us future global travelers (laughs) to have one standard, or at least two or three, and not 28, Uh, or even a hundred of different ways of accessing countries and because the rules will still be for a while very widely different because every country will believe something different every country will have maybe a different stage of their pandemic i mean we're seeing what's happening in india pakistan philippines bangladesh sri lanka these countries currently or brazil or you know some of the countries in latin america there the the there's still a an asynchronous way of seeing this pandemic. So of course there will be variation in the rules, but we should have at least this. And it was there. I mean you and me were talking about yeah. this all all the podcast long the about, beginning. you know, it would be so yeah. easy to have an app to do this and this. And I think the the one different thing with very Verifly is that the name of the app you mentioned? Verifly. Is yeah. that I think Travel Pass and Common Pass and a few others Because some governments, especially in Asia, are a bit afraid of fraud, they don't want you to upload your own document. They want to have a direct interaction with the lab or with your vaccine provider, which is a state. Basically, in most countries now, there's no real private. I mean, Hong Kong has some private, but in most countries, it's uh, still the state running the vaccination programs to tell you know which vaccine first second jab or single jab if it's one what's johnson or whatever uh, so i think that will be the case will that be the case forever i mean if this pandemic if everybody and it's not the case yet but if everybody gets at least en- enough people get vaccinated maybe the pandemic kind of dies and then we don't need this but i think this will be our daily occurrence for a while to have and it will be so much simpler yeah. because i'm waiting for this man i'm Sadly for me, uh, and then I'll let you continue with your US stories, the reason I didn't fly was not that I was afraid to fly, whatever, is that, as you know, my market has been Asia, and Asia is almost shut yes. with, Literally no way to to go there. By the way, thanks to you, because as you know, guys, Alex is from Kent, so he's the patient zero for the Kent variant. I was thinking yeah, about you. <laughs> I am the monkey from the
1: movie Outbreak.
0: <laughs> yeah, so go on with your U.S. stories. I mean, I'm very really fascinated with that. So it, it was...
1: Yeah, I mean, it was just... It's It's been really interesting to sort of... Tra- not Certainly not travel regularly compared yeah. to what we used to do, but just sort of maybe once every... 3 months throughout this just to, and and different airlines and different airports but you know even going into heathrow with the big sign saying you know passengers only behind you know beyond this point uh, and then seeing the sort of passenger numbers start to rise and then a new travel edict comes out and then they drop yeah. again and uh, and then you know even the experiences of you know people asking why are you traveling and then people you know I'm, a month I'm, later uh, not asking why you're traveling you know you know i'm sorry because it's not exactly related but that's the
0: other thing that made me not want to record it it's been probably it's very human we've all been kind of stuck at home or stuck in a place or less traveling etc mm-hmm. etc cetera, et cetera. there's been this tendency uh, of suddenly seeing the world through of course, the internet and very locally, but looking inside out, right? You're looking like during the first lockdown. As soon as you saw somebody in the street, like, what is he doing there? He's not supposed to what be there. Doing there yeah. And this kind of sentiment yeah. happened with travelers. I could I could see in in both directions. I could see some people that either they were envious or they were concerned or they were they thought he was stupid, like questioning where people are traveling. And there is for some people a natural reason to travel. First of all. Authorized. It's not illegal to travel to attend a funeral or to attend some type of work. And second, I've seen travelers that has been a bit sadly enhanced in the Avgeek world just dissing those who are not traveling. So, are you afraid? Well, you should, you know. And I was like, guys, it shouldn't be a battle. I mean, first of all, we're all responsible for our own, you know, level of comfort, I guess. But adherence to the law, which was very high, by the way, all these articles saying that people are cheating, is not true. Most people adhere to the law when they're told not to do something. They're told there's, of course, if for some people it's hard because they lack money and they need to go out, for instance, of course they will. But that's the thing, that this kind of judgment on choices of people was a bit uh, unsettling for me. I'm like, first of all, I'm happy if someone can travel because first, if they are allowed to, some countries never. I think, for instance, Mexico, uh, Tulum especially, was a big yeah. place where a lot of people went, but there was almost no inbound restrictions. So fine, if you're, There's none. you are yeah. can go, go, go. I mean, why would you not? And then, so I'm not saying you shouldn't be responsible and shouldn't be cautious when you travel, especially at the height of the pandemic. And I'm talking height depending for the UK or for the US, now it's lower. But to bash people online, I was like, oh, I, I, I tuned out. No. I, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm not on Instagram anymore. Which, by the way, I, I should point out, and again, I know I talk a lot. This is one of the reasons, guys, that I kind of stopped replying to a lot of people, um, you know, just saying, hey, guys, how are you? It's not because I didn't want to, but because I just tuned out. I said, oh, whatever. I just don't want to hear this anymore. It's not interesting. Yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. other stuff to care about this life um so and in and going forwards guys i i know you've always been very interactive with us i'm not sure i'm going to be like every single day checking on who's you know sent us a message and i know like 99 yeah, of them were super cool and super nice and i can think of one guy la flyer he's been so i, I got to to oh, i got yeah. to know okay. him and i'm gonna not gonna say he's Name actually because I know now his name like a super cool guy, super smart, very. We we shared a lot. So these are the kind of people I want to continue to talk to. But overall, I'm like they were like, why it's do you hard. put a mask on your profile picture? And I was like, I didn't do that. I mean, did I? Maybe I did. But I was like, huh? why do you have a hat? <laughs> yeah,
1: because <laughs> uh, I like being alive. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's it is frustrating. And actually, you know, it's really interesting you bring that up because. You'll sit in a, I, I was in T2 and I was flying on United and which is an interesting, there's an interesting story there, which I think United, you highlighted actually on Twitter. You United? <laughs> well, I flew business on United one, one way. I can't remember, even remember why I did that. I think it was a, a rewards thing and uh, it was very good, but I went into the Lufthansa lounge in T2 yep. and. Immediately turned around and left again. Why? Because it was a, this was in, you know, the height when things were looking really, really, maybe October. Okay. And it was ramped. Oh, wow. And Yo, I think it was the only one open at throw by the way, for um, Star Alliance. That, yes, correct. And, and then everybody else was using the Plaza yeah. Premium one yeah. downstairs, which is a very good lunch, but it's... It, there was a lot of people taking advantage of the, you don't have to wear a mask when you're eating or drinking rule. Yeah. And so they would have a, and I, would, I was like, absolutely not. I'm going to go and sit in a massive open airy terminal. I don't even want to be inside anyway. <laughs> about about United, it was really good. I, I think there was, I was one of two people in the business class cabin. They show this sort of propaganda video with it's a little sort of three-minute science explaining video of how they tested airflow and the risks down to zero point zero 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 one percent, and this is the technology and the CD blah 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 blah. I thought it was in. It was interesting, but of course it was propaganda. <laughs> I the love the one. The, way this the is one thing <laughs> it was. It was fine because I've flown on Delta, America, not America, Delta. BA, Virgin Atlantic, and United. And United were the only ones. Everybody else, BA do this in-flight announcement, which is like, yeah, 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 we scrubbed the airplanes, it's fine. Uh United had this polished Hollywood production that they ran <laughs> after the safety, maybe even before the safety video. But there's one thing that that I I want to get out there. If you if you hear any anything that I say during this episode, is that from a health perspective i felt much safer on an airplane than i did in my local grocery store but of course last year when things were really but bad but of course for, for for a few reasons uh, one uh, cuz there was way less people on the <laughs> airplane i think i only ever i flew one narrow body and the rest wide bodies and i don't on the on the wide bodies i don't think there was ever more than 35 passengers on any of the flights mm-hmm. Um there was one flight where there was more flight crew than passengers uh but also the protocols, especially on b a are so strict you know with with them saying you know that you have to do this, setting the expectation early in pre flight emails, then on board during announcements and then and then enforcing those rules with mask wearing, not standing up, not waiting in line for the for the toilets, um being very clear. At when you board and then right before they do meal service, you cannot keep your mask off during the service. If, if there is uh, anybody that's not uh, complying, then the flight deck crew make announcements saying, we're not going to take off until this done and we'll have to offload you. You might miss your connection. And then just purely because of what we know about aircraft ventilation yeah. systems anyway, being far more weapons grade than anything I'm going to find in I agree. And, those the, the combination of those three things made me f- feel far safer than any other environments I, I've been during this
0: pandemic. I, I, I fully agree. Uh, I think it was Han Chicago who asked me at some point, because I went to see Tenet last year in the summer, where, you know, it was my it was oh, like yeah. July, I don't remember. And, you know, first time going to a movie theater after basically six months wow. at home, was like, what? And it was, I mean, we we're like three people in a 500-seater, so it was fine. And you asked me on Twitter, would you feel safer being in a cinema or in a plane? And overall, of course, in a plane, because of all the HEPA filters and whatever, like you just said, what we know. I mean, that cinema, in since I chose it as well because it was super well ventilated. Two things interesting to raise there is, in terms of communications first, I think the, the airlines, the one mistake the airline, most airlines did were, yes, they talked, most of them, they talked about, you know, the environment in the aircraft. We know the studies have been made, I mentioned some of those back a year ago, but still there's some others been made. It's still possible to get infected in a flight. It's very rare, and it's actually actually, Absolutely. there was even a study that showed that Delta, which I really highly um, um, like, as in they did this uh, middle seat thing, that actually middle seat, even if yes. it doesn't look like, I mean, you're still like not very far from someone else. It works. The The point, however, that they missed, and I understand because they might not want it to tell, it was the main primary issue to bring people back on board was less about being feeling safe in the aircraft. It's about governments not wanting anyone to come in, and we've seen what Hong Kong is doing. You have 21 yeah. days quarantine, and every time a flight arrives, that has even one single person, or maybe the threshold is at four, um, that is COVID positive. The airline is banned for two weeks. Emirates had that. Uh, Air India, like so many times, and so it's the communication was. Yeah, it's nice to go in a plane, but the problem was more of the 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 states. And the second point that I found interesting and also a bit infuriating is that a year on, our feeling that you both and you and me had that masks were a good thing because it's a respiratory disease. It kind of felt logical. We're not scientists, but it felt... And especially... Come on. A mask is like a cheap thing you put on the mouth and it, it mm-hmm. will come There's no like absolute protection of everything. I mean, people wanted black and white answers. I need one thing that makes me safe from the virus. No, there's not one thing is like you said, the aircraft being well clean and thank God. I mean, why were they not clean before? <laughs> and the yeah. mask and everything. Wow. Question, but, the, the point I was going to make is that if that's government it's not on the airline's fault is this insistence that is still going on about cleaning surfaces we know now that getting a virus through touching something is super highly unlikely less than one percent that most of the virus is either direct um, droplets so when you cough or simply airborne which yeah. so kind of stays and lingers around so you need proper ventilation I suspect and I cannot say that for all countries, but for the UK, for instance, which kind of started only like a month or two ago, talking about fresh air, <laughs> I suspect yeah. they didn't want to kill the offices. Although it was banned to go to the office, uh, there were still a lot of, not loopholes, authorizations for some type of business. And, and again, I'm here I'm not talking about somebody who works at Tesco, like you mentioned, that has no choice but to go to work. There's no way you can do, I don't know, like repairs on a, on an aircraft engine from your home although you know yeah. the guys at nasa were able to put a thing on mars mostly working from home uh but the yeah. it, this that's insistence incredible. was probably because they, they they realized that as soon as they were emphasized the fact that we needed proper ventilation and be outdoors both the schools and the offices would be questioned by the public and i think yeah. that's the i get it uh at but at the same time the lack of uh, clarity sometimes from governments then influence the rest of us influence like suspicion are they telling us the truth like you remember when Mm -hmm. back in march 2020 they were telling us not to wear masks because the actual reason is that they were afraid they were not being enough masks for health professionals instead of just telling us you know we don't have enough masks for health professionals please hold off they told us yeah we're not sure it's useful and then of course now you have still people remembering that and saying yeah but they lied to us are they are they lying to us now and you're like yeah and yeah. so, this insistence of, of, of deep-cleaning aircraft, which I find great. Uh, yes, but I'd like to have the entire supply chain of travel, so the airports as well, the lounges you just mentioned, the one in... Uh, they're properly... I'm sure they're properly ventilated, but this insistence made that people are yeah. still cleaning their groceries. And I'm like, I never did it, by the way. Yeah. It, like, no, it's a respiratory disease. Probably the air is the most important thing. And, and to... I agree. I think in a plane it's pretty safe. I
1: think it is. It. it I. I never felt unsafe uh, on a plane at any point. Um. From from that perspective, and you know they they give you a little personal kit with uh, hand gel and wipes and everything. So if you want to wipe things down, surface wipes and hand wipes, and you know that's that's reasonably reassuring. And you know this just the saying the mask protocol and that face shields weren't enough. You had to have a mask and a face shield if you wanted to wear a face shield. They they were all across the board very, very strict about this. Mm-hmm. What was, and, and of course the boarding pro- process changed completely. <clears throat> the, the, the deplaning process ch- changed completely. I mean, boarding, for, for BA anyway, mm-hmm. no priority boarding whatsoever. It was done from the back of the aircraft to the front of the aircraft for very obvious reasons, meaning you're not walking past yeah. people. But then again, um, when you have 35 people, it's okay not to be in a priority. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then they they changed it a little bit to have first class people go first because you know, on BA planes, they're, uh, they, yeah, they're at the yeah, very yeah. front of the cabin. Yeah. There's no chance that they need to walk yeah. past anybody. But But you could be their number one traveler. And if you were in economy, you boarded last. Yeah. But the whole process of boarding, like you said, took you know, no, no time at all. Flights were always leaving early because there was no slot, uh, you know, fights or anything yeah. like that, but it's, you know, interestingly what you say about the lounges whenever I went into the BA lounge, it was always reasonably full. Okay. You know, n- not like how it used to be on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon <laughs> yeah. when we used to go yeah, or, or even on a Monday morning a at
0: eight when it was like the entire yeah, country was crazy. commuting. Yeah.
1: They've removed a lot of the seats. They've yeah. put, plexiglass between seeds mm-hmm. there's no food self-service food there's a qr code at everything you you scan it it opens a website yeah. you order your food on there and it's brought to you no alcohol in the ba lounges because um, you're not allowed to serve alcohol indoors yeah that's a law in the uk uh, uh, so when yeah yeah for, for, so, for context guys
0: when the pubs closed which was of course a big thing for a lot of brits obviously i'm not brit but live here uh that applied to a lounge a lounge is a basically kind of a restaurant or a pub, right? So when there was no alcohol being served indoors that applied to the lounges as well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's still the case yep. as, as far. Well, it will be until May, uh, May seventeenth. No, May seventeenth.
0: Yeah, or yeah, yeah at least at, at the
1: at the earliest. No, not seven. Yes, yeah, or is it June twenty first? The... Yeah, whatever. See, yeah. this is the thing. We're not one hundred percent sure about anything anymore. But 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 that was that, you know that's that that is what it, it is what it is. I still always sat in the in the sort of quote unquote outdoor area, yeah, 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 which yeah, yeah, is yeah, just yeah. A extension into the terminal itself. But that's quite airy. That space. that part, of
0: both even the other part, this. BA lounge is quite, you know, very tall ceilings and kind of open and airy. I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel afraid or whatever. I mean, I would never feel afraid anyway. I went to Tesco every day after my runs and I felt okay. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's an okay lounge for it.
1: it. Yeah, it's not too bad. And I think, uh, because the level, you know, the, the, during some periods where there's hardly anybody, it meant that, uh. Almost invariably, you would see somebody famous, uh, yes, which is kind of interesting. <laughs> so, I, I had a lovely chat with Rami Malek, lovely guy. Oh, nice, Paul McCartney. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. But the the one the feature at T five that I appreciated the most during this is the underground walkway yeah. to the yeah. to Concourse B and C, because ordinarily you jump on the the people mover, and I remember going down in the lift the door opening seeing nah. 50 60 70 people waiting going absolutely <laughs> nope, no I'm way. Walk. <laughs> door closes go down walk through this beautiful tunnel get some fresh air and stretch your legs but uh yeah it's uh those lounges were okay what was what's also been really interesting to see is the evolution of the service on board yeah I'm sure because for a while there was out. first no service, then they put everything in plastic
0: There's- wrapping in boxes. I mean, here are talking general, not talking to be in particular. Again, I haven't flown, but I've been following, and you could see the. And that comes back to the point I made at the very at the top of the show about changing your mind. It was a lot of the stuff yeah. we didn't know, right? So, I, yeah. I, I I want to point out, I was not when I was saying that governments were insisting on wiping stuff. It was not a bad idea to start because we didn't know, so we had to kind of be overly cautious. And and, yeah. and airlines probably did the same in lounges and everything. They're like, oh, okay, oh shoot. And the and the airlines had the the added, I guess, pressure of wanting to make you,
1: Alex, feel comfortable. So even if maybe yeah. they have said, well, there's we- a branding, thing yeah, there, exactly, there, right. Well. It's there's like a, there's a differentiator, yeah, like yeah, how yeah, you communicate yeah, yeah, yeah. what you're doing, yeah. and and you know the like you said the policies around change fees and the policies around uh, um, the middle seat blocking and all. Oh, of that, ca- that you was, remember Qatar? Qatar was, Qatar was
0: insane with well, the the. It was last year when suddenly they said, okay, you can change pretty much anything you want and even destination with no change fee, no uh, no, yeah. you know, no, problem. So you, let's say you were having a flight to Hong Kong and then Hong Kong decides to blo- block you from entry. You can just go on the website and change and go to Chiang Mai or go to Sydney. I'm, I'm
1: making and shit up. And you could but. even change where you were going from. from. Yeah, it was amazing yeah. for a while. So you yeah. could change like, you, you know, not even like from, you know, Doha to to, I don't know, Dubai, but it, you could do like Doha to Sydney. Interesting that For you example, mentioned Dubai to Dubai,
0: Doha to Dubai because finally the blockade is, oh, yes. is over, so we can do that again. But I think probably some of it, and then I'll let you continue with your story, but some of it was also, they knew there was no passengers. I mean, there were very few, uh, you mentioned uh, having depressed travelers, I mean, not having a lot of people at the lounges and in your flights. I've had a friend who's done, Jurek, to an acquaintance, Zurich to Singapore, so Singapore is also closed, Uh, came to Europe for personal reasons, traveled back, he was in the business class of uh, a Swiss uh, 777 ER, and uh, realized he was alone in the business class, and then asked the, the attendants, and he was alone in the aircraft. Uh, so wow. taking this re- the, whole, the entire it, wow. aircraft. Uh, of course, thank God, I think most of these are, most of these airlines, I mean, they're losing money, shit tons of money, right? Even Tim Clark, remember, had said that more six months than this and we're all going to start having real trouble because this has been government help and yeah. everything. Like every airline in the world became Alitalia, basically, with the government help. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> but, but probably the the ability to make these swiping and amazing offers or changes to refund rules and was also easier because the numbers were very low. So if yeah, so it it wouldn't change dramatically the bottom line, which was already horrendous anyway. Uh, I think Ayata yeah. has shown it's it's actually and it, that's probably another thing about how people perceive travel. If you live in China and you do domestic travel, it's up 10% for 2019. So basically it's still it's growing. If you're in the US, now yeah. it's kind of gro- it's still depressed, but it's Becoming more normal because more people are vaccinated. And Europe is still kind of close because continental Europe is both having a bit of a wave or a forest fires reigniting whilst they're having vaccines, but they'll be fine by the summer. And and but then uh internationally that's the issue. Internationally, I think January 2021, February 2021, and I don't have the numbers for March are worse than 2020, like minus yeah. 88% or 91%. I don't remember. Again, guys, I don't have the notes in front of me. I believe it. Like, meaning there's really no one to travel that travels, which I think the indicator would not be to see how many flights are actually in the sky, which there are less, but how many people are, the load factors, the load people. factors are super, super, super low for, for a reason. Again, you cannot yeah. enter most countries. If I want to go to Japan, I can't. If I want to go to Singapore, I can't. If I want to go to US, I can't. I mean, again, bar some exceptions, like we just said about layovers, but overly most of the destinations I would go for work. Thank. think this is why I built the studio at home, man. Uh, I would, <laughs> I would not be able to enter. Uh, so I didn't even fight for it. I'm like, I'm going to wait until they, they reopen. I could go to Greece. Yeah, fine. I mean, not now, probably, because we still have the travel ban in the UK, but like next month. But so that's the the depressed is still going to go. But yeah, go on. So do you, over, over the different flights you've done, you said five, I think, doesn't really matter the numbers. Were they constantly, I mean, are they still like no one in the flights in the most recent one? one sorry compared to the first one you did probably uh earlier yeah
1: there's the the numbers started creeping up like, relatively yeah. uh and as 2020 went on and then this the first quarter of this year they dropped again to so the numbers were really, really yeah because low. the fire took again um, i mean
0: that was the worst i mean we had thanks to alex we had our we invented our own variant to Kent, the own Kent, own uh, yeah, <laughs> which, basically, yeah, by the way, it was, it was a weird thing because suddenly all the countries kind of closed us. They said, oh, we don't want any one of yeah. you coming here. And it was like, oh, shoot. But the yeah. blessing is, it's not a blessing because let's not forget people died and people have long COVID. My brother has long COVID. It's been a year. Uh, it's not great. Oh, um, so, which is another thing when people talk about black and white, like, how many people died. I'm like, yeah, it's not only how many pe- people die and what age they are. Uh, and if it's only age, doesn't mean I can run over your grandmother and not been having any issue because, you know, she was supposed to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the point. Yeah. But no, long it's... COVID, I had a friend of mine the other day. I was on Zoom. Oh, damn Zoom. I was on Zoom with, with him and mm-hmm. suddenly he kind of opens his shirt and he has a permanent ECG on him uh, linked to a hospital because he has long COVID. And I'm like, and the guy is like in his 30s. Jesus. And I'm like, oh my God. So, the blessing, come back to what I was saying, the blessing is that because we were kind of early to have that new fire in the UK, suddenly now it feels better and Europe is a slightly delayed. And again, I'm here very cognizant that countries, like I mentioned them earlier, are in the middle of a very, very bad situation. Um, anyway, sorry. So, uh, yeah. You said so. The number creeping up and then creeping down again.
1: Yeah, and then it dropped. It, it dropped down again, and then uh, I think when when we introduced the, the the more strict travel ban here, it did exactly what we said at the at the top of the recording that it just sort of it just people thought it's just too much bother, yeah. and you know you can't get into the U.S. if you're not an American. Always the return flights were busier. Oh, um, okay. Because you you can get into the UK and Americans yeah, can sure. get into the UK sure, sure, with, sure, you sure. Know, with, the, with the same quarantine laws that we have yeah. and the ability to test out. But on average, you were doing about six COVID tests per round trip um, <laughs> for the entirety of, uh, of the pro- – so you would have to take a COVID test to get into the US. You would have to take a, a, a COVID test to get a, back into the UK mm-hmm. and then the – the day two and day eight, and yep. then test release if you want to, and then which that that's, a couple that, of others that's here that's the one and there that's optional in the in the UK. So you do day day two and day eight. I've never done them, and but yes. day, day five you can do one that you have to pay on top. It's private, and if that yes. one clears you, you can get out of quarantine, right? You can get out of yeah. out of quarantine, yeah. yeah. And and it's been interesting to see that technology. You know, I was going to a place at Gatwick that was drive through mm-hmm. in the old long, well, the old, the long-term parking yeah. at the South terminal. Yeah. And it was very efficient. It was, they jam a thing up your nose and down your throat. And then you would get an answer, uh, in less than 24 hours. Now, you can get a lateral flow test sent to you. You do a Zoom call with somebody who yeah. watches you do it, yeah. and then you take a picture of the result next yeah. to your passport, and that's that's gone from like 150 quid to 39. Yeah, I think that's a good thing so, with
0: competition. I mean, I, th- I think that testing will stay with us for a while. Uh, when I say a while your, doesn't mean 10 years, but for, for a while, but obviously as more people start to travel because Borders within Europe start to reopen, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, I think prices will go down uh, for a while. They were still very yeah. expensive. Currently in the UK, for instance, you can—it's not for travel, but you can order uh, a rapid tests at home up to seven a day. I mean, I've done that because. Yeah. The way the UK is working is so we have more than 50% guys that had their first shot, like reaching 25% are fully vaccinated. So it's going pretty well. Uh, they're still a bit afraid. And that's a paradoxical kind of thing. They're still a bit afraid of the, they call it the variants of concern. You've all heard about, about those. So the what they do is they monitor us. As, as soon as they see uh, a variant of concern appearing in a region, they do like mass testing in that region to try to see how many people are actually having it. Yep. It's still very, now it's very low because the UK basically has a very, very low now uh, caseload. But my area twice, we got uh, the, South, Af- yeah, the South, African, South African, and currently yeah. we just finished. We had, so we all needed to do tests. I mean, they cannot, Forcibly do it. We're not, you know, they're not coming to your door with a test, but it's kind of the thing you do for the for society, and because they can, and yeah. what well, they want to know, and will know, because we're doing this live uh, lab thing in the world to know. Yeah. And the, the numbers, the, the the sorry, the expectations are good currently. That most vaccines seem to be working against most variants. Currently, the the one in India that freaked out a lot of people seems. I think we shouldn't be overly. Crazy, afraid of the variants. We should be concerned. That's why they call it the variant of concern. And it seems to be working. The South African is the one that's a bit tricky for some vaccines. But oh, by the way, we're blood brothers, man. We have our first shot. You and me, <laughs> blood brothers. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. That was a that was a, definitely a sense of relief yeah, nice. uh, to to get that first one. But you're right. I mean, and that's actually a, a, an important thing to say with the day two and day eight in the UK. Even if you test. A, out using day five mm-hmm. you still must do day eight yeah. and that is for variant testing oh yeah they want yeah that that that's the rationale and so of course it's no problem because they you know you you order the kits they arrive you you it's go through well this done. process of registering mm-hmm. it within it's very well done well, it's honestly, so easy yeah. and you know at heathrow there is a whole setup at the arrivals level level of t5 on the far south end of the terminal, with every type of test that you could want, you know, with a, a, a to get into the US, you pay fifty nine pounds. They they do the test, and you have your result and your certificate within about twenty five minutes. Nice. Oh wow! Nice. In in the US, you have to pay like two hundred and nineteen dollars. Oh, wow! I mean, it, but that's the US, and we know their <laughs> reputation for gouging when it comes <laughs> to medicine. But that free, market. It's free been market. interesting to see. Yeah, I know exactly <laughs> how how that's developed, but. Yeah, it's. Uh, but you know, to come back to a point you're making, like, yes, I mean, initially, all you would get a a, a boxed lunch on these yeah. on in economy and in business class on BA initially. And I have wasn't to tell wasn't you, that always the case? No, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: well, <laughs> you know, what? Uh, Al Baker said that BA is a two out of ten airline. <laughs> I love that I, guy. <laughs> I
1: saw that. There's part Sorry, of me yeah. that agrees with him, and part yeah, and of, of course, he, lo- he likes to
0: steer shit. He likes to steer shit, but yeah, he does. Uh, by the way, sport. he actually kind I, of I, owns. He has uh, what 20% of IAG, so 20%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, you
1: know, I think that was probably a little yeah. bit of
0: that's him. That's it. Troops, if you will. He can be, he, he can be an asset at it, times, but he's very funny and entertaining <laughs> to to listen to. So.
1: He's very entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's
0: it uh was. So you were saying bo- box, you, like, boxes, the... uh, boxes of food in, in business class. So was was it good? And it,
1: well, I mean, in economy, the stuff in economy, it really was oh, nice. It was like sandwiches and salads, and it was like it was much better than the standard BA fare. And then I flew back from New York and I in business, and it was a box thing, and it was absolutely delicious. It was like this Middle Eastern mezze. Oh wow! And then when they. The first flight I took back when they said, we're really happy to tell you that we're back to the normal service. There's glassware. And I was like, oh, (laughs) and it was, it was okay. I mean, it was the standard back to the the braised beef and all of that. Um, But they're like, at least we can pour you a bottle, a glass of wine. And we don't have to give you a bottle that's from the same, you know, that that everybody else is getting. So it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely coming back to what it used to be in terms of service. But what was, interesting and heartbreaking in a way. And this didn't, this happened more than once, mm-hmm. especially in the early days, yeah. I would, they would come and do the normal, if I was sitting in economy, which invariably I was uh, welcome back, Mr. Hunter, thank you for your loyalty, blah, 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 blah. And I would just say, I said to one lady, uh, o- older, more experienced cabin crew, who was she was the, the in flight service manager, I said, how how is it going? And she kind of looked around the cabin, <laughs> And slumped down next to me. Oh, wow. And said, This isn't fun anymore. I know. I'm, I'm sure. retiring. Oh, fuck. She's like, it, The magic is all gone. Uh, She's like, uh, it, it, it's, it's not fun or, uh, for you, What,
0: what you just said, of course, uh, first, uh, I, I feel for people in the industry. I've got a lot of friends who lost their jobs, lost their companies, or the companies went down, liquidation, etc., all around the world. And uh, so that sucks. Um, so, selfishly here, so I know it's not completely related. I, I, I've been good guys for the past year my business has been thankfully oh. touch wood in front of a big table here it's okay but part of why I didn't want to force travel because I could have traveled like for leisure there were parts it's not fun I didn't want to go to all that yeah. shit I'm like I'm gonna have 25 tests and doing that I was invited to Pakistan for instance so Pakistan was for work it was before it was when it was good over there it was authorized uh, as part of work I could have gone uh, but the rules were so complex I had to take a test before at home and because there were some specific rules. Anyway, it was Emirates rules, it was rules from Pakistan, it was rules from the UK, and I was yeah. like, will I go for three days? Like, it was not about the price, because the client would have covered probably all the tests. But it was also about the fact that I would have been not able to go out in Pakistan, because of course maybe you can bend the rules a bit, but it was already like I was like, why am I doing this for? Right? And and, yeah. and the fun, a little bit of the fun. I'm sure you had fun in some of your flights. I'm not saying it's completely bad, but I'm sure part of it will come back.
1: I said there's no back yeah, button, so I, I, I just I, did that. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. I it was, and that that was not an isolated conversation. No, I'm um, sure. Just just I when sure, I flew man. back from New York once, um, they. I have to tell you about the Virgin Atlantic. But was it as well, but uh, so, was, sorry? sorry on, to
0: interrupt here. Do you think because you just mentioned New York, we've heard a lot of stories about flight attendants in the US with all the people, you know, the whole mask thing in the US was i I'm not gonna even yeah. go, go there. There was a lot of, you know, um, pain from flight attendants with a lot of articles actually in the past year about that, about how they didn't how hard it was to Quietly try to police and being kind and having a lot of pushback oh, and being know. insulted and being also insulted online and you must make your job you like
1: guys I don't <sighs> envy them at no. all I mean they're, they're it's not fun for them I would imagine no. it's the best of times when yeah you're, exactly when you're working a crowded flight on a busy corridor <laughs> yeah you know you know that's delayed or whatever you always
0: have like that guy was. An ass anyway you already? Always,
1: yeah, it was just going to be a, an ass. And and it took a long time for the FAA to make yeah. it law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, so then yeah. it became, you know, the individual airlines made it policy first, and then it became a whole don't tread on me, you're <laughs> infringing on my rights thing. And then Free the FAA on. finally, the FAA and, and, and the executive office or executive branch made it law, but way too late. And uh, I, I, I've, I've, I had infinite patience and infinite sympathy for cabin crew, flight deck crew, anybody in it. I mean, beyond anybody else that's, uh, you know, was deemed an essential worker during any of this and had no choice, but to put themselves in the line of fire. I, and it seems to have been, you know, uh, a little getting a little bit better. And it's been kind of fun actually, because, and you know, (laughs) let's set aside the negative ramifications of what I'm about to say or or implications. The pool of cabin crew for BA is much smaller than it was Mm -hmm. two years ago. Yeah, of course. So there were instances where I would have the same cabin crew on flights and they're like, Oh, Hey, good to see you again. And you would sort of, you, you know, trade war stories. And I asked them like, you know, what do you, when you get to, you know, your destination outside like, what what do you do? Do you have to just go to a hotel? And they said, Well, no, places like you know, New York, we can we have to stay inside yeah. or had to. In San Francisco, we can go out. There are places like the Seychelles, which we all fight each other for of because course. you can go out, you know. With and and test, H- Hong
0: Kong, uh, I'd, I'd say, I'll take Hong Kong because it took a very hard line of this uh, pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, the quarantine, the, 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 the flight crew, the, the actual quarantine, like even you cannot do, a, uh, maybe it's changed now. But I think for a while... Let's say, Alex, you are a pilot. You land in in Hong Kong. You cannot take the flight out. You have to quarantine like everybody, and then so it will create costs yeah. for, for the airlines as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure yeah, the Seychelles I that I would have Cathay I said to
1: say. Oh, I know. You know, go to go to the Seychelles, and you can't do anything except uh, chill for fine a, for three me. Or four fine days. But me. I know that Cathay said that the only thing that was keeping them alive was a slight relaxation of those restrictions for cargo. Cargo. Crew. Yeah. Because I think they uh, was it
0: what was it like they were having six hundred passengers a week or something like I, I don't remember the number like
1: across the about. entire network exactly yeah.
0: uh, so they, by the way the guys they they are uh, merging back I guess Cathay Dragon that brand is disappearing it's going to be Cathay it's going to be much smaller they're deferring a lot of orders uh, like like all airlines basically maybe next episode we'll go over a lot of the aircrafts that are disappearing and the airlines that have disappeared etc but. But yeah, Cathay is really because again, they have no domestic market. I mean, that's the problem when you are like some airlines have been able to, between subsidies and having some flights going on, like BA probably, the US was still happening.
1: But Cathay, poor Cathay. I mean, they're on the brink. I know they've they've and and it's not like I mean, it's it's so interesting to have seen these airlines. Pivot quickly and go full cargo. Full cargo, yeah. Uh, I think Korean yes, Air, Korean uh, Air was
0: able to survive and actually make a profit just because they were basically just in cargo. Because Korea was it still is completely shut. There's no way to go there. Yeah.
1: It's it's when I have got my little ADSB receiver on my roof mm-hmm. and I I I see like oh there's a Virgin Atlantic plane coming from Milan or Brussels. Wow. You know these these Dreamliners just rammed full of yeah full of, cargo. of of cargo exactly. That's the only way. That's the
0: story I've heard so many times by friends who were traveling, like you, like seldomly, like a few times this past twelve months, they were asking the crew, "But how?" And they're like, "Yeah, because I think the flight, yeah, that same acquaintance who went from Zurich to um, Singapore on the way in was also a very light flight, not alone in the aircraft, but like almost no one. And he asked the cabin crew, he had he hadn't flown for the whole year; it was his first time. And the cabin crew says, "You know what we have in the hold?" They said, "No, we have vaccines." Uh, uh-huh. So the, probably, you know, that's the only way they were making money. It was actually transporting the oh. stuff that you know, you and me just would press Amazon, buying something we because yeah.
1: it's just yeah, well, exactly. Just, uh,
0: so you were saying, sorry, you were telling that this, about the story about uh, the flight attendant. You, you were leaving New York, and you were having this conversation again with somebody you had or previously seen. Is that what you were about to say?
1: Yeah. And, well, actually, it was interesting. I was in the, I was on a 777, and it was the uh, BA Suite, mm-hmm. the new business class, which I'd never experienced mm-hmm. oh, before. Oh, you did, finally. So, it's nice, huh? Yeah, it's very good. I was very impressed. And it was this little mini cabin. I felt very safe because economy was quite full oh. because there had been a cancellation. I think the LL flight to Tel Aviv had been canceled. And so um, there were a lot of people on that flight who had been put to go via the UK because LR at some point fully um, grounded even you remember they said oh we're not going to fly yeah they did they shut it down <laughs> I was like what completely for like for a long time <laughs> yeah Um but but she the, the, this, the in-flight service manager came and she was like okay so I think if you need to if you want to put the door down you got to press she's like I'm really sorry but this is my first <laughs> this is my first flight back in six months oh wow and I was wow. like, I'll show you how it works, lock watch. <laughs> <You> know, and, <laughs> I'm going to teach you. <laughs> and I said, well, how is it? And she said the same thing. She's like, I, you know, so far, not that fun. Yeah. You know, I, I'm hoping it'll get back. She said, I spent uh, that my six months of furlough doing um, drive-through COVID tests. Wow. And apparently that that was a big thing for, for cabin crew because they are – They're first aid trained. They obviously have great sort of interpersonal skills. So a lot of them either are doing vaccinations now or they're doing mass testing. Uh, So
0: for context, guys, the furlough in the UK has a different meaning. It didn't exist, actually. Something we kind of invented it, we use a term that exists in the US, there's been similar stuff all around the world. Uh, follow meant that you stay on the payroll, so you're being paid up to a certain amount by the government, basically, uh, through the payroll of the company, uh, but you are you were allowed to do other jobs, so like delivery driver, or like you just mentioned. Uh, I say delivery driver because I know a, a few guys uh, that were in the industry that the delivery deliveries for a few months before being recalled. So yeah. in the US, it has a slightly different meaning because furlough you're not paid, but you stay on the payroll, so you can still have health care. In the US, they gave like these checks. The government gave in in Germany, for instance. I think it was um, or Switzerland, it was um, part time unemployment. The government was subsidizing that, so there's been subsidies all around, which yeah. sucks. I mean, it sucks. It's great that they did it because. Poverty, I mean, still arose, but not to the extent it could have had otherwise. But you're not doing the job you love.
1: You know, no, you're not doing the job you love. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, I, I, would, I'm interested to carry on those conversations with cabin crew yeah. and just see, you know, how's it going? What What have you seen? What's changed? Um, when do you expect your 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 colleagues to return, if, if ever? Um, but it, yeah, it it there were. They were very melancholy conversations. Of course, and I think yeah. the one joy that we that that was universal, and I appreciated this as well. Is you know you when you're sitting in your seat and there's not really anybody around you, and you sort of hope that no one is anywhere near you, and you shift uncomfortably in your seat <laughs> if somebody's any you know or you or they cough and you're looking at them going <laughs> like, "Do you look sick?" <laughs> so you're 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 on edge. Like I like I had the same experience as you. I went to see Akira. And the BFI yeah. um, the IMAX, IMAX screen, theater, yeah. and I couldn't focus completely on the movie because you're kind of looking around, going, "I don't know." There's that person is 25 feet away from me, but mm. anyway, um, the 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 joy of flight versus flying, mm-hmm. the joy of flight uh, has never meant more to me. Where, and I have no sh- embarrassment or shame in sharing this. The first flight I took, you know, during – after months and months and months and, you know, battling some other other things in my life as well, we lifted off the ground and into the clouds and I, I burst into tears. I understand. Because that magic was so I potent would do this. and so powerful <laughs> and so missed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, and it, it does – I still get that feeling. I think now. that never
0: goes away. I mean – I say I don't I don't miss travel because I have this philosophy of life. Um, whatever, is a big word here. I, I try to focus on what's there and not on what's not. So I kind of yeah. put traveling in the drawer in my mind and I say I'll come back when I'll come back. Again, I use the term back. Yeah. You see, I say there's no back button. I keep using that. Uh, and I do that in general. Like I I, I I don't want to be either envious or jealous or sad or upset about what I cannot achieve, whether like I'm not going to be a bodybuilder or whatever. maybe I can. I don't know, but I don't I try not to think about this. It doesn't mean that I don't have any ambition. I have the ambition of flying again as in as a passenger, but I put it aside. I said, oh, come back yeah. But yeah, probably I will have a very similar because that never goes away. And the fact to be in other places and to see other friends and people and new cultures and food and whatever, that yeah. never goes away. And uh, the conditions upon which this is happening currently is not fun. Clearly, I haven't experienced them. I have only heard about them, and you're telling a story right now. But if you work in the industry, that must be – like, if you work in an aircraft – uh if you still work first of all because we've heard like many you know pilots as well and being you know furloughed or even simply let go all around the world um uh, remember we're talking about a shortage of pilots there's no shortage of pilot anymore um yeah. that must be you know it's like t- taking away what you do as well not only what you enjoy as being in the air but what you do as a flight attendant as whatever you it could be even ground operations and that's uh, in general in life If some I think the way to frame this um, pandemic is a natural disaster. It's the best way we can frame this. Yeah. It's it's a natural disaster. We have to live with it. We will probably live with it for a very long time. It's going to get better yeah. because technology and science is awesome. I mean, let's be able to, come on. Honestly, I didn't believe we would have vaccines by like December 2020. No. I didn't think they would be 2025, but going that fast is pretty awesome. And,
1: uh, yeah. and it's a testament to human yeah, endeavor that yeah. we were able to do this. And I have total faith in the, the efficacy of those, uh, I didn't even, the, I didn't even the think about it. And, and I
0: just took yeah. the vaccine. I mean, especially, no, you know, because there was this, there was a bit of the, uh, we would have literally crawled under broken glass to have a vaccine six months ago or, you know, like, yeah. because it was we want to get out of this. And now people are like ordering a latte. No, no I don't want this vaccine. I want this one and on that date. And by oh, the way, I no. want the sauce on the side. I'm like, in this instance, currently, especially where, you know, we're very lucky to be in, in countries that have a vaccination campaign compared to pretty much the rest of the world. There's only like, I think, 800 million jabs. So divide that 400 million people that gotten probably a vaccine. Um, a lot of people don't have that luck and are waiting and yeah. will be waiting. I've seen numbers for Pakistan and Philippines, of course. I'm, I know these countries because, especially the Philippines, because I've been working in them. Uh, They expect to get like enough vaccines by 2023, 2024, and people are now. Now I'm not going to get this year. Probably it's going to change next year. Whether it's going to be like the, the, the numbers of vaccine availability will reach like tens of billions at some point, probably end 2021. That'll be different. Maybe you can go to a private doctor and say, oh, I want this one, whatever." But right now, I'm like, guys, they all work.
1: To a certain extent, yeah, the old work. Well, it's right like, when I went and got mine. Uh, the retired doctor who was administering it said, uh, "Okay, now what? You're I'm going to give you the the." And I was like, shh, 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 shh. "Don't care, I don't care, yeah, don't care." You're right. Just juice me up, doc. Uh, yes, you're right. He's like, "Well, no, you're having this one, and I had it too, and it's great." He said, "It's a it's a great vintage, <laughs> so, I that's <laughs> like a, a good wine." It's yeah, a, I, I don't care what it is, just stick it in my arm. Actually, it's itself.
0: interesting. I don't know if you've seen, there's been, um, I've been a lot of talks, but it doesn't happen with Dubai, actually. You cannot currently still really get a vaccine if you're a foreigner. So the whole story about vaccine tourism of what would be vaccination? I guess it's it's that. Yeah. It. the Seychelles I think is or is it the Maldives I forgot is about to do that they are reaching I wonder, or they I wa- think it's
1: the Seychelles yeah, yeah
0: they, they went pretty fast a smaller country makes it easy because it's not that it's easier it's just that you have less people and there's less doses available in the world so when you're smaller you're getting yeah. faster um, they want to provide that as a package but in Europe Uh, Serbia was advertising itself to Germans especially and and people in the region because they were going faster. We have availability. So there's been a bit of... But at the end of the day, just get a freaking vaccine. This this year, just just get get one so we can get out of this a little bit. It's not only about travel. It's about simply allowing the... You know, we're lucky. We've been able to work-ish. You know, some stuff didn't work. I'm not saying it's great, but I'm not going to complain, at least not me. But so many people don't have that luck in which you just talked about flight attendants and others. Let's try to give them some type of fun life again So, yeah. and by doing our part, which is not really freaking hard. You put a thing in. No, it's really not. It's pretty well organized, by the way. It was super, super not surprised, but it was super well
1: done in the UK. And I've
0: had friends in Singapore yes. and told me, "Oh, it's super well done. It's
1: easy. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly well done here and uh, it's something that I think this country should be very proud of. And I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to getting my my second jab <laughs> Me too. soon enough. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the other thing that is a bit uh, unknown yet, is what will it give us for travel? But it looks like that, at least in Europe, many countries are saying that they will open up for... It's not about opening up, because even if you have no vaccines you can get with a test, at least in Europe, they will be available. Yeah. The, the whole thing that the vaccine could give you is to forego quarantine, which is the big thing, because why would you go yeah. for, I mean, the Maldives is cool. I always said the Maldives is almost a business model because I've been to the Maldives, You anyway in a resort when you have your own bungalow. So you're basically in quarantine because you're not seeing anyone else, <laughs> it's yeah. fine.
1: There's no reason not to, yeah. not to be in
0: quarantine. But in other countries, I don't want to do even five days. I'm like, yeah, no. uh, yeah, currently, so I'm supposed to go in Italy next month for work. But currently the rules in Italy say that everybody comes from UK has to go through five days quarantine. I'm like, so it need to be five days before I can actually work for two and then take a flight back, which if Italy, it should be fine. But if Italy is changing what these groups that we're about to announce, I might be going to a hotel. I'm like, no
1: way. I'm just, you know. It's it's just And again, I think that that's the deterrent, right? Until things are under control. But yeah, what the disconnect then is, you know, once you've had the double vaccination, if you, if it's a vaccination that requires that, then when when does that become the official exception? You need to quarantine unless, and then proving that. So that'll be interesting to watch. Over it will happen. I months. think it will happen. At least in yeah, Europe. Oh, no, for sure. Uh, I think the the
0: so Europe will. It's still kind of you know because there's experiencing some the fire again, but. By the summer, they'll have yeah. more doses than people. So it should be fine. And it's catching up. Uh, they were slow at the beginning. It's not, that's the other thing. It's not a race. I'm happy for every single jab that is put in an arm. I don't care about who goes there yeah. first. Oh. Having Putting politics and jealousies and like, I hate this other country in there. I'm like, guys, let's rejoice that any country that just even starts and goes somewhere with it. Yeah. Right. And I think the US, I don't know, because I wanted to ask you. Uh, do, I have this feeling. So the EU already said that they will probably accept American visitors in the summer. We don't vaccinated, know. Vaccinated, yeah. I have this feeling that the US will do the same. There will be an announcement, maybe the fourth of July, or when Biden, Biden is supposed to come to Europe and 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 into the UK. Now the UK yeah. is not part of Europe anymore, and. I'm pretty sure they will make an announcement that probably U.S. style, say, on the 4th of July, will open to vaccinated people to the U.S. There might be something. I don't know. Maybe I'm making- I
1: think that there will be some reciprocal... I mean, this has been in the talks for ages, or really since this began. But with the vaccination rates neck and neck... Neck and neck, yeah. Really, uh, that... That wouldn't surprise me. I sure hope that that's the case.
0: Actually, it's fun because the one thing I talked about in the monologue, but everybody talked about for a while, was these travel bubbles, and actually, they didn't really happen. There was you, no, uh, the, the Hong
1: Kong, Singapore, one. yeah,
0: just is about maybe next month to do, and because, but the only really actually travel bubble was Europe last summer, because last summer was kind of open. Uh, we could go to yeah. anywhere we wanted for leisure, uh, but all the others, no. So, yeah, it took, it Nothing took time. Nothing
1: really materialized, did it? No, no. But now it's starting.
0: Uh, Australia, New Zealand just opened as well, I think. Um, so, yeah, it's kind uh, it's of, yeah. I said, yeah, I'm, I want I want Japan to. Do you think the Olympics will happen?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> My God. I don't know if n- you that. Nor do man. I think they should happen. But Well, that's uh, another not, thing. Uh, I think there's too I'm much money. that they will.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: mm, they said no visitors. That's probably true.
0: Um, so no international visitors, So which is not really fun already. They're going to be completely secluded in Odaiba. You, you know Tokyo now, so in Odaiba, mm-hmm. they will be the Olympic village in you so if you're an athlete or staff, you go there, you stay there, you don't. You're in a fully enclosed bubble, and I guess when you lose your race, you leave or something. It's not really fun. Well, you know what?
1: <laughs> the NBA did that. Oh yeah, for most of the last season in Epcot in Florida, and actually it worked really, really well. Yeah, I, I, I've heard, I've heard, and it was it was sort of a model for that. But uh, I, yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see if they if they have the audacity to to continue with it. Yeah, they um, they're vaccinated also very, 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 very slowly. So,
0: any? Do you have any uh, any other uh, observations from the flights you, you've done? Do you think was it getting over time getting easier to do? Also, like personally, do you get used mm. to having to go through the tests and to all these barriers? You get, yeah, or? you
1: get it's it's not a burden. You get used to the process, even though the process changes from time to time. Um, I I still. Don't do it lightly. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't th- – I've had one jab. I still – well, you know, my my personal protocol won't change or relax at all. Yeah. I think actually it'll even get, get even more stringent. The one thing that I experienced was I took my first Virgin Atlantic flight in about six years. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> I, and freaking Virgin Atlantic. They pulled way out back from, from the U.S. I think they're doing New York and L.A. And okay. that's it. Yeah. But they were selling to San Francisco and a few other places uh, because they wanted to keep their slots. So I had booked flights to, like, uh, Chicago, like San Francisco once, and then they would cancel it, like, three days before. And then there was no way around it, so they put me on an L.A. flight. I was going to L.A. anyway, but... So it was my first flight, and I did L.A.-London in economy. And at Dreamliner, I'd never been on a Virgin Atlantic Dreamliner before... Stepped on board and I was like, wow, dude, these look sharp. This is great. I was in economy. I was like, there was one of three people in economy. The mood lighting, the IFE, the seat. It was all like really flipping good, like really sharp. And uh, this member of the cabin comes back. They're like, and I, so here's what one of the things that's very important to mention. Uh, Virgin Atlantic introduced BA status match. Oh, didn't know. So you could say, um, you know, I'm BA Gold. You send them proof, and they give you automatically the reciprocal tier that they have, which for, yeah. for me was BA, was Virgin Gold, which I used to be mm-hmm. many, many, many years ago, <laughs> before
0: so that, the like, birth oh, of hell, this podcast.
1: Know, <laughs> before the yeah, uh, and I thought, okay, well, get okay, you know, I'll do that anyway. Who knows? Maybe it'll be useful for Virgin. It'll be far more useful for Delta if I if I take Delta. So I'm sitting there in my economy seat going, wow, this is really, really good. And one of the cabin crew comes and says, Mr. Hunter, it's really good to see you again. Come with me. Takes me up to, to upper class, their, their premium cabin, which was, I uh, hadn't been in since they'd redone it. Still the herringbone seats, but really good. The food was outstanding, but most importantly, the service was so good. It Hold on, they upgraded thing. you in flight. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, on the ground before we oh. before we push back, nice. Because interestingly, I asked at the gate, like, what is what it costs to, to to go in there? Yeah, said, there's like, no one, $1 in the fly anyway. Sixteen hundred bucks. I'm like, what? No, no, no chance. And then so they put me up there, and I was like, well, god, I didn't even pay anything. But the the seat was good, the mood light, the food was outstanding, the IFE was really good. But the service was just so – it was what made Virgin Airlines across the group different and and better when they couldn't compete on hard. But it's what I've talked about about Virgin America for years. And it was enough for me to go, when you guys finally figure your schedule out, and if you can make it through this, I will be back. And I will be back often, because I was so, so impressed. They were very,
0: very, very much on the brink. They were the ones we thought we lost. Virgin Atlantic was discussing, I'm they talking were, last year, We're thinking that, yeah. because the UK hasn't given industry-specific help, which we can yeah. discuss forever, it's not today's episode probably um maybe it was fair on a global like on a country scale what would you help more an airline than help uh someone who's lost their restaurant but yeah that's a discussion for another day i know that people might disagree but really that is the airline that i thought we would lose i mean virgin yeah, I thought- australia was basically got bankrupt and reborn as yeah. a as a domestic airline it's domestic uh maybe they will re because right now they cannot travel internationally anyway. So, uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of happy they stick around, especially for competition upcoming. Yeah,
1: B A is impressive. I I like them. I was I, I I they are if they can keep that uh that that quality, I, I I will continue to fly them internationally. I don't think I will be able to do you know because B A <laughs> has many airlines all
0: these airlines have extended mm-hmm. their uh status of course one for six months and 12 month, or 18 months like it were now most are up to yeah. 2022. BA was kind of cheeky about that BA is depending on the date of your renewal they're giving you uh for a second extension so next to next year i'm not getting it and since i'm not gonna fly yeah. i Doubt unless they decide to. So they've basically, guys. If you were in the first half of the year, I'm simplifying. It's not exactly that. You would get an extension, and if you're not, you would either have to wait and hope to get an extension or try to renew in a much shorter time frame. Because obviously, again, there's a travel ban here. So even if I wanted to renew. Unless I uh, I flew guitar all the time or whatever, there's no way. Um, so I'm not yeah. sure I'm going to be able to match Matt with Virgin, no. but I would love to try. Uh,
1: BS. They well, if l- you have gold, or I think they've yeah, still yeah. have it open. If you already have gold, then you can. Do, yeah, I uh, should do uh, that actually.
0: Do I haven't it's looked at my points and whatever for. I, I mean, gladly they're still here. I'm sure we'll see. Develop. I mean, we've already seen devaluations across the board because they wouldn't give you oh that, uh, absolutely yeah, well of course but yeah i should do that actually i've bs they can quite a they took the opportunity and i know that pissed off a lot of people in the industry but they took the opportunity to kind of revamp the airline and, and cut costs aggressively yeah uh so we'll see like renew you know changing the contracts but they've always wanted to do right so let's see um let's see i'm still giving a you know, of course, I'm not. I'm not like Al Baker. I don't think they're two out of ten. I <laughs> I hope. No, I hope I I basically, so. I hope that most of the airlines we talk about usually on this podcast day because for the people that work with them, and also because it's nice to have a little bit of variety. I mean, absolutely, we have our favorites, but a bit of variety would uh, would uh, be nice. Do you think so? Uh, alliances? I think alliances will come back with a vengeance because we thought. You remember, Delta was like, we're not really interested in the alliance anymore of course they weren't the worst of the three big ones but yeah. uh they if you have a small if you have smaller airlines which they all are now because they had to kind of let go of people let go of aircraft let go of routes and if you have a world that will be at least for a little bit still divided in regions that open to each other or not for global travelers you need to rely on other airlines Thus, an alliance makes sense right
1: yeah, because so many, as you say, they've pulled in their networks yeah. massively. So they, but they still want to be able to ticket through and sell through to those places they used to serve, and that their passenger base have gotten used to them serving. So I think that the value of network, in, and it's not even reciprocity anymore, is it? Because mm-hmm. you you're not competing. So I think if you had a, you know, an instance where like BA and American were flying twenty times a day between New York and JFK they will do every other flight, you know, so that they're not incurring the cost, but they're able to sell through. So, so that, that will add to the value of the majors as well. And I think put even more pressure on people like Virgin Atlantic and Virgin Australia, and and other Mm -hmm. smaller kind of tier two, if you will, carriers, because they don't have those fortified global (laughs) arrangements in place with Major glo- uh, you know, other major global carriers. Yeah, no, yeah, you're you're absolutely
0: right. I, it's still early to say which, because there's, there's there will be airlines probably that will still uh, we don't know. Um, it's the timeline of this is still very up in the air. We have the impression, yeah. uh, being in countries that have had and have currently vaccination campaigns going pretty well, we have a light at the end of the tunnel. Obviously, uh, mm. at least it feels like we have to be cautious. I mean. I think I've gotten, you know, when I was thinking about it last year in March, I think I got pretty much, no, I'm bragging, pretty much everything right. I think it would take, it would, it's a catastrophe, it is one, it would take forever, It take, it is taking forever, it's it's going to be easy, and we will fix this, and we f- we're fixing it with, with vaccines. But uh, the timeline is the one thing that we, uh, it's impossible to say. And again, we have this tendency of, because we're in in a good place or in a better place now, we're like, oh yeah, it's, it should be going better. Probably, if you are currently in the Philippines or in India, you're not thinking that. You're thinking, "Oh, damn! You know what's what's yeah. what's happening, right?" And and I made one mistake. So because I will, I, I'll call myself out. Uh, and this is why I'm being more cautious this year because this mistake involved actually you. Because I was texting you and I said that. I remember saying, I think it was in June last year. When we were basically going out of lockdown in the UK, and we succeeded, as in the caseload was going super low, and like I went along with the enthusiasm and the happiness, and you know, and the kind of almost feel feeling of victory, and said, "It's done." And I told you, I remember I wrote that we might have a wavelet in the fall. Which turned out not to be a wavelet because we're on a much, much, much more. Right. Which is why now because I admit my mistake, you know, again, I, I was I was too carried, you know, with the sense of euphoria that yeah. wow, we're getting our lockdown every minute. It's it.
1: understandable, isn't it? Yeah, but meaning that this that is relief. why I, now
0: I want to be I was talking the other day, I work with some destinations, I was talking with Norway Tourism Board, and I was i' i i want to be super positive because I am and you are we are people that have a positive outlook on life in general but because of that experience of last year I have this level of conscious of consciousness sorry in my head I'm like I don't want to sell it before it's there so yeah. I think it's really and this is why the reason why we're doing this podcast today I feel that it's going better but the timeline on which is going to be the, the one thing I think and I'm going to ask you if, you if you agree with me you probably agree with me the one thing I will miss there's not a lot of things I will miss for a while is my favorite kind of trips where when I did these crazy multi-city trips uh yeah. You know the ones, and I'm gonna probably take a few other episodes. I'm gonna you know do like a nostalgia and mention these trips that I've never done on the podcast because then we stopped. I don't know, You know, it was Lisbon, GFK, Frankfurt, Singapore, Hong Kong, then uh, Gatwick's, yeah. M- Singapore again, Manila, Singapore, Dubai, uh, Narita, Haneda. That was a yeah, return. Yeah. Dubai. No. And- I- and those now with uh the rules, you know, maybe you need like the test three days before, but with if I take the yeah, test it's like just, it's and the rules might be de- depending on where you come from, they were like, uh, but you've been in five countries in the past week. We cannot accept you. Oh that is something that I think with take time. And coming to the question I wanted to ask you, probably for a while we'll need to plan much more our travels. Yeah. Yeah, you, I mean I
1: I do and I've I'm I've, I've been able to mourn the loss of those trips a little bit earlier. I just the circumstances of my life have changed a little yes, bit too during during the last 18 months um and I I've realized early on in that process that that type of trip is is just not going to happen for me yeah. for practical reasons for a long time. And, yeah. and I it's funny because every now and then on on one of those sort of time machine apps that look yeah. back at your photos and your posts <laughs> I'll see like just did San Francisco, London, Frankfurt, Dubai, Singapore, Shanghai, Dubai, Frankfurt, London in 3 days and yeah, I was like whatever yeah. I, I, that that's that was cool to say, you know, when I was yeah. sprightly and in my 30s, but now that just doesn't sound like especially with as you say everything else that's attached to tra- to, to to airline travel now, that just sounds awful, you know. <laughs> exactly. You're not getting all the fun Stuff that you would get and, in and getting Edwards anxiety as well, too. So, what, yeah, oh, sometimes already back in
0: the day, I was having exhausting. anxiety of and I had a few extensions. It was not, not missing the flight, but would they let me enter? Did I do all the pre- paperwork because I did these strange right Now I'll be like, my god, they will never let me because I don't have the proper PCR test, or I've been to another yeah. country, we suddenly changed You've the, the rules. Yeah.
1: yeah, exactly. There's something that exactly but, so yeah. it doesn't sound fun anymore. And I'm still gonna do, time. I'm still gonna do the. Uh, whilst
0: you talk to us about some potential other travels you do here and there, I'll do uh, maybe a segment in episodes. Well, because you know, I've done the, the Cathay Pacific first and I've done that and in, in the Singapore 380, the three poor 380 that, that's disappearing faster than I can say it, yeah. um, first as well. And I've done the, the which, by the way, kind of capped off 12 years of travel for me pretty well. It was not exactly the last flight, but doing the emirates first and the longest possible flight which was from Japan yeah. to so I still want guys even though it's probably changed the experience I still want to you know talk about it because it was kind of yeah. completely bad shit to being it up
1: No no, we have to. we have to remember what yeah. was good and what we can look <laughs> forward
0: to But yeah so um do you have any I mean because let's no, let's do another episode. Uh, we have a one hour and what uh, something. We can cap it off. There's so much other stuff I could say, uh, but that was a fun one. Do you have any trips <laughs> coming up? I don't.
1: I used to be the question I would cap off the episode. I know. But- yes, I do. I've got a, just I but to I the do. U.S. I, I keep uh, my father lives in France and I haven't seen him since February 2020. So I'm trying to 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 hope that. I, I can uh, get down there soon, sooner rather than later. So yeah, okay, and mm. also being able to travel for work again one day. Yeah, me too. Because uh, it was fun to build an entire
0: TV studio at home. It's been fun to do all the stuff uh, from home, and I've been quite successful at it. But. Uh, less about the flights, simply being in somewhere else and seeing other people, and mm. you know, and just hanging out with friends in a bar in Tokyo or in the street food in Bangkok or whatever. Yeah, I kind of mm. miss that, mm. and so Me yeah, w- I Me want that more than the that, so. more than the actual flying, which of course I will I will always kind of like, but it's the. Ah, look, I haven't seen Alex in we live not very far from each other we haven't yeah. been able because we it was impossible so yeah guys I'm not gonna edit a lot that's a cut kind of the new th- I don't know where I'm going with this as as in with the podcast I'm we don't know maybe we're gonna do another one in two weeks maybe we'll wait a month I don't know the one thing I know is that I will take less notes uh because I first of all I'm pretty busy busy actually thank God again touching wood um I don't want to get into the the stress it was not a stress because talking to Alex is never a stress, but like, Oh, we need to prepare an episode <laughs> and we I have all these notes and all these news. I kind of want to kind of roll with it and just chat next time. will be probably very similar about what we have to say, because there's not going to be a lot of new things to say, but, uh, and, and, and I'm not going to edit a lot. It's going to be more a freestyle type of, uh, recording. So yeah. unless Alex, he knew that before, because I texted him, unless he says, something completely out of whack, I will, because I'm a friend, of course, I will remove that bit so it doesn't... You can plead the fifth. And, uh, and I'm not... Uh, yeah, and I'm a bit sad, but I'm not going to be as... Since I'm not as active online... Please do not take it the wrong way. If I or we do not answer your messages, because it's not because I don't like what you guys have to say, or you have like lots of great feedback, is that that just don't want to deal with uh, being too much online? I found a very kind of. Nice balance, you know, uh, at home and reading and enjoying uh, my very local neighborhood. And I I don't want to kind of dis- spoil that for the moment. No, so, I think you're very wise. I'll, so I, guys, just be... But, however, uh, I will mention some of the good stuff that you guys sent me probably. So I will take a little bit of notes for the f- next one because you have been some of you guys that have been very active. And I, I know they're in a folder somewhere sending us like super nice words about how cool or things are. And, and I'll finish with that. I, the last reason I, w- I hesitated <laughs> to put another episode is for five years we had been recording and we had a lot of people. I never really cared about stats because for us it was just fun to do. At the end, it was never a yeah. it was a hobby and it was a fun one to do. But <laughs> in a year, we haven't put out an episode. We've been number one in more than 35 countries in aviation for the aviation category on including wow. major ones. We've been number three in China. We've been number one in Japan. We've been number one in Hong Kong. We've been number one in Dubai. Number one in uh, so UAE. We're number one in Qatar. Number one in India. Number one, like in wow. crazy places we've been number one and we still rank at number one, two, three in a lot of places. Meaning that first maybe people miss travel. They kind of re-listen to past episodes. I guess because why would you? But thank you. Uh yeah, thank because you. and that's really. the reason I hesitated because I'm saying maybe when we shut up people actually do listen. So we're like maybe I'm, now I'm jinxing
1: it. <laughs> yeah, start. they're subscribing Alex. to the to the silence.
0: <laughs> so guys, if you are flying, enjoy and uh see you in the next episode whenever that is. Safe travels, guys. Oh safe travels. I don't remember what I used to say when I don't remember. I'll I'll find a new one anyway.
1: I don't know, it was almost like a- uh
0: <laughs> A <laughs> reflex. Like
1: a habit.